Part One, Chapter Ten of the Magnificent Adventure. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Magnificent Adventure by Emerson Hoff chapter ten the threshold of the west meriwether lewis having put behind him one set of duties now addressed himself to another and did so with care and thoroughness a few of his men a part of his outfitting he found already assembled at harper's ferry up the potomac before sunset of the first day the little band knew they had a leader there was not a knife or a tomahawk of the entire equipment which he himself did not examine not a rifle which he himself did not personally test he went over the boxes and bales which had been gathered here and saw to their arrangement in the transport wagons he did all this without bluster or officiousness but with the quiet care and thoroughness of the natural leader of men in two days they were on their way across the alleghanies a few days more of steady travel sufficed to bring them to pittsburgh the head of navigation on the ohio river and at that time the american capital in the upper valley of the west at pittsburgh captain lewis was to build his boats to complete the details of his equipment to take on additional men for his party now to be officially styled the volunteers for the discovery of the west he lost no time in urging forward the necessary work the young adventurer found this inland town half maritime in its look its shores were lined with commerce suited to a seaport schooners of considerable tonnage lay at the wharfs others were building in the busy shipyards the destination of these craft obviously was down the mississippi to the sea here were vessels bound for the west indies bound for philadelphia for new york for boston carrying the products of this distant and little-known interior as he looked at this commerce of the great west pondered its limitations saw its trend with the down-slant of the perpetual roadway to the sea there came to the young officer's mind with greater force certain arguments that had been advanced to him he saw that here was the heart of america realized how natural was the insistence of all these hardy western men upon the free use of the mississippi and its tributaries he easily could agree with aaron burr 
that had the fleet of napoleon ever sailed from haiti had napoleon ever done otherwise than to cede louisiana to us then these boats from the ohio and the mississippi would at this very moment perhaps be carrying armed men down to take new orleans as so often they had threatened there came however to his mind not the slightest thought of alteration in his own plans with him it was no question of what might have been but what actually was the cession by napoleon had been made and louisiana was ours it was time to plot for expeditions not down the great river but across it beyond it into the great and unknown country that lay toward the farther sea the keen zest of this vast enterprise came to him as stimulus the feel of the new country was as the breath of his nostrils his bosom swelled with joy as he looked out toward the west which had so long allured him that west of which he was to be the discoverer the carousing riffraff of the wharfs the flotsam and jetsam of the river trade were to him but passing phenomena he shouldered his way among them indifferently he walked with a larger vision before his eyes now too he had news good news fortunate news joyous news none less than the long-delayed answer of his friend captain william clark to his proposal that he should associate himself with the volunteers for the discovery of the west misspelled scrawled done in hieroglyphics which marked that remarkable gentleman william clark's letter carried joy to the heart of meriwether lewis it cemented one of the most astonishing partnerships ever known among men one of the most beautiful friendships of which history leaves note let us give the strange epistle in clark's own spelling dear mern yours to hand touching upon the expedition into the missouri country and i send this by special boat up the river to meet you at pittsburgh at the forks you convey a most welcome and appreciated invitation to join you in an enterprise congenial to my every thought and desire it will in all likelihood require at least a year to make the journey out and return but although that means certain sacrifices of a personal sort i hold such far less than the pleasure to enlist with you while indeed i hold to be my duty also i need not say how content i am to be associated with the man most of all my acquaintance apt to achieve success in any undertaking of so difficult and perilous nature as you know 
it is in the wilderness men are most severely tried and there we know a man i have seen you so tried and i know what you are i am proud that you appear to hold me in my own qualities in like confident trust and belief and i shall hope to merit no alteration in your judgment there is no other man i would go with on such an undertaking nor consider it seriously although the concern of my family largely has been with things military and adventurous and we are not new to life among savages too well i know the dangers of bad leadership in such affairs yes and my brother the general also as the story of detroit and the upper ohio country could prove all of that country should have been ours from the first and only lack of courage lost it so long to us you are so kind as to offer me a place equal in command with you i accept not because of the rank which is no moving consideration either for you or for me but because i see in the generosity of the man proposing such a division of his own honours the best assurance of success you will find me at or near the falls of the ohio awaiting the arrival of your party which i take it will be in early august or the middle of that month pray convey to mr jefferson my humble and obedient respects and thanks for this honour which i shall endeavour to merit as best lies within my powers with all affection i remain your friend william clark p s god alone knows how much this all may mean to you and me marin will clark then was to meet him at the falls of the ohio and he too counseled haste lewis drove his drunken lazy workman in the shipyards as hard as he might week after week yet found six weeks elapsed before at last he was in anywise fitted to set forth the delay fretted him even though he received word from his chief bidding him not to grieve over the possible loss of a season in his start but to do what he might and to possess his soul in patience and in confidence recruits of proper sort for his purposes did not grow on trees he found but he added a few men to his party now and then picking them slowly carefully one morning while engaged in his duties of supervising the work in progress at the shipyards he had his attention attracted to a youth of some seventeen or eighteen years who stood cap in hand at a little distance apparently too timid to accost him what is it my son said he did you wish to see me 
the boy advanced smiling you do not know me sir my name is shannon george shannon i used to know you when you were stationed here with the army i was a boy then you are right i remember you perfectly so you are grown into a strapping young man i see the boy twirled his cap in his hands i want to go along with you captain said he shyly what you would go with me do you know what is our journey no i only hear that you are going up the missouri beyond st louis into new country they say there are buffalo there and indians tis too quiet here for me i want to see the world with you the young leader after his fashion stood silently regarding the other for a time an instant served him very well george said he if your parents consent you shall go with me your pay will be such that you can save somewhat and i trust you will use it to complete your schooling after you return there will be adventure and a certain honor in our undertaking if we come back successful i am persuaded that our country will not forget us and so that matter was completed strangely enough as the future proved were the fortunes of these two to intermingle from the first shannon attached himself to his captain almost in the capacity of personal assistant at last the great bateau lay ready launched from the docks and moored alongside the wharf fifty feet long it was with mast tholes and walking-boards for the arduous upstream work it had received a part of its cargo and soon all was in readiness to start on the evening of that day lewis sat down to pen a last letter to his chief he wrote in the little office-room of the inn where he was stopping and for a time he did not note the presence of young shannon who stood as usual silent until his leader might address him what is it george he asked at length looking up someone waiting to see you sir they are in the parlor they sent me they who are they i don't know sir she asked me to come for you she who is she i don't know sir she spoke to her father they are in the room just across the hall sir the face of meriwether lewis was pale when presently he opened the door leading to the apartment which had been indicated he knew or thought he knew who this must be but why why the interior was dim a single lamp of the inefficient sort then in use served only to lessen the gloom presently however he saw awaiting him the figure he had anticipated yes 
it was she herself almost his heart stood still theodosia alston arose from the spot where she sat in the deeper shadows and came forward to him he met her his hands outstretched his pulse leaping eagerly in spite of his reproofs he dreaded yet rejoiced why are you here he asked at length my father and i are on a journey down the river to visit mr blennerhasset on his island you know his castle there why is it that you always come to torment me the more another day and i should have been gone torment you sir you rebuke me properly i presume i should have the courage to meet you always to speak with you to look into your eyes to take your hands in mine but i find it hard terribly hard each time it is worse because each time i must leave you why did you not wait one day she made no reply he fought for his self-control mr jefferson how is he he demanded at length you left him well unchangeable as flint you said that only the order of your chief could change your plans i sought to gain that order i went myself to see mr jefferson that very day you started he said that nothing could alter his faith in you and that nothing could alter the plan you both had made he would not call you back he ordered me not to attempt to do so by but i have broken the president's command you find it hard do you think this is not hard for me also these are strange words what is your motive what is it that you plan why should you seek to stop me when i am trying to blot your face out of my mind strange labor is that to try to forget what i hold most dear you shall not leave my face behind you captain lewis she said suddenly what do you mean theodosia what is it you shall see me every night under the stars meriwether lewis i will not let you go i will not relinquish you he turned swiftly toward her but paused as if caught back by some mighty hand what is it he said once more half in a whisper what do you mean you would ruin me would you see me go to ruin no to the contrary shall i allow you to hasten into the usual ruin of a man if you go yonder what will be the fate of meriwether lewis you have spoken beautifully to me at times you have awakened some feeling of what images a woman may make in a man's heart i have been no more to you than any woman is to any man 
the image of a dream but that being so beautiful ought i to allow you to turn it to ruin shall i let you go down in savagery ah if i thought i were relinquishing you to that this would be a heavy day for me can you fancy what all this means to me he broke out hoarsely yes i can fancy and what for me so much of my feeling for you has been oh call it what you like admiration affection maternal tenderness i do not know what but so much have i wished so much have i planned for your future in return for what you have given me ah i do not dare tell you i could not dare come here if i did not know that i was never to see or speak to you again it tears my heart from my bosom that i must say these things to you i have risked all my honor in your hands is there no reward for that is my recompense to be only your assertion that i torment you that i torture you what is there no torture for me as well the thought that i have done this covertly secretly what do you think that costs me your secret is absolutely safe with me theodosia no it is not a secret we have sworn that neither of us would lay a secret upon the other i swear that to you once more and yet you upbraid me when i say i cannot give you up to any fate but that of happiness and success oh not with me for that is beyond us too it is past forever but happiness there are some words that burn deep he said slowly i know that i was not made for happiness does a woman's wish mean nothing to you have i no appeal for you something like a sob was torn from his bosom you can speak thus with me he said huskily if you cannot leave me happiness can you not at least leave me partial peace of mind she stood slightly swaying silent and you say you will not relinquish me you will not let me go to that fate which surely is mine you say you will not let me be savage i say i am too nearly savage now let me go yonder into the wilderness where i may be a gentleman he saw her movement as she turned heard her sigh sometimes she said i have thought it worth a woman's life thrown away that a strong man may succeed failure and sacrifice a woman may offer not much more but it is as my father told me he told you what that only chivalry would ever make you forget your duty 
that you never could be approached through your weakness but only through your strength through your honor i cannot approach you through your strength i would not approach you through your weakness even if i could no wait perhaps some day it will all be made clear for both of us so that we may understand yes this is torture for us both he heard the soft rustle of her gown her light footfall as she passed and once more he was alone and of part one chapter ten